I'm Derek. And I'm Noah. And you're listening to A Bite Up. Where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. And here we are in season four of A Bite Of. Yeah, we are trekking along real nice. This is probably the biggest break in between seasons we had. So it feels real nice to just get back into it. Totally. (laughs) We are in our little recording fort that we build out of blankets. Mm -hmm. And it is 2021. And we are really excited about this season. We're doing the season of WandaVision. We're huge Marvel fans, especially of the MCU. And the show has been pushed and delayed. And (laughs) I'm just so happy that it's finally coming out. Hopefully. We have like a week until it comes out. And if anything happens to it, I swear. Oh, no. I didn't even (laughs) think that they could do that. A last minute ditch and dodge. I doubt. They put so much marketing out that's like seven days away. Yeah. And Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany have been on the circuit Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Doing tons of interviews and just being crazy out there. So that would be sad if they were like, oh, guys, actually, sorry about that. We're going to just take it back again. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't, you know, crazier things have happened. Oh, surely. (laughs) So before we get into this episode and explain why we're doing a WandaVision episode before the show actually comes out. Y'all coming in here telling me this new episode is a new episode of the show? (laughs) Yes. So two really big announcements and we just want to get them out of the way now. That way we can get on with the season so first one we got merch now we got some merch super excited about it we got hoodies buttons stickers t-shirts t-shirts am i missing anything tote bag tote bag there (laughs) (laughs) so super excited about that we have culminated all of the stuff that we liked from our seasons and that you know our focus group really liked and put it on some cool merch so i would definitely check it out there if you want something from the podcast. Our second announcement is that we are launching a Patreon. Yeah. So if you want to become a Patrician of <laughs> a bite of, we are going to have some really cool things up there. There's four different levels. You know, there's some that give you some introductory stuff, but there are going to be pieces of merch that are only available to our Patricians. And that's not what they're called. I think patrons. It's just patrons. Oh, <laughs> I like Patricians. Okay. So if you want to support us we would love that and you're even gonna get some bonus episodes and some other content which would be really cool so we're super excited to be launching this to kind of give you another aspect of a bite of and of derek and noah and it's all out there right now yeah you should look at the exclusive stuff that patreon members get because it is pretty cool but the bonus episodes i'm super excited for because people have asked us to do specific like pop culture things and we are going to be doing it on patreon so look out for that yeah and maybe you know maybe one of the levels has something you can sip your cold brew out of just saying (laughs) (laughs) big hint so to find these things go to abideofpod.bigcartel.com or our website abideofpod.com same thing with patreon you can just go to our website to find all the links to this also below in the show notes description we're gonna have links to those there so peruse that and see if you want to get something on there. Mm -hmm. We have plenty of people to think. So what we did was we did a little focus group of, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? We really wanted people to give us feedback before we spent time doing all this merch Mm -hmm. and seeing if anybody would like it or not. And I did just want to personally thank all of the people that did help us. So Kara Anderson, Christina Blair, Shyman, Stephanie, Stephen, Cameron, Kevin H., Christine, Nathalie Kim, Roberto, Melanie and Lucy Gibbs, Emily Meeks, and Brian Williams. So thank you so much, guys, for taking the time to answer all those questions and also give us really cool suggestions. So we're actually going to be implementing a lot of the ones you guys suggested. And thank you so much just for your general support because we just kind of put a shout out on our social media platforms if anybody wanted to do it. And you all have been so wonderful in listening to us and giving us your feedback. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Means a ton. All right, so housekeeping stuff out of the way. Sorry to bombard you with so much stuff done and done (laughs) but we told you guys new and exciting things were coming and that was it (laughs) we delivered yeah (laughs) to say the least so in this episode we did want to give a little tiny spoiler warning we don't know if everything we're going to be talking about now is going to somehow spoil what's going to happen in wandavision because we're going to be talking about things that happened in the mcu speculation and then their comic book counterparts and some of these stories that we're going to talk about in the comic books could directly relate to the show. So if you want all of it to be a surprise, tread lightly here. Absolutely. And let us get into officially a bite of Scarlet Witch and Vision. So let's talk a little bit about 
where WandaVision lives in the universe of the MCU. Oh, my God. So that has been confusing, and it has (laughs) changed many times. So if you've been following Marvel's journey ever since the last phase ended, the next phase is phase four. The Infinity Saga had ended with Endgame or technically with Spider-Man Far From Home, and we got this whole big timeline. And WandaVision was supposed to be in the middle of that phase, Mm. but now it's the very first one. Right. Which was interesting because even Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to come out before WandaVision and the Eternals was supposed to come out also. So the timeline itself, not only in the MCU, but our actual timeline is all mixed up. (laughs) It's so crazy. And it's interesting to me. It seems that they had a plan of how things were going to kind of fit together like puzzle pieces. But now they're switching the puzzle pieces around. Yeah, this show was directly supposed to go into the Doctor Strange sequel, which... Mm -hmm. Just to put it out there, Doctor Strange is my favorite Marvel character of all time, so I was super excited about that. But now that it's not next to it, I'm like, no, what's going to happen? <laughs> and even I wonder if that means that wherever WandaVision's going to end, we're going to have to wait a, quite a while to see where it continues if Doctor Strange's second movie is going to be a year or two out. Yeah, I have a feeling. So since WandaVision is now supposed to be Marvel and Disney Plus's first step into Phase 4, mm. so I'm wondering... Kind of like what you're saying, since everything's moved around a bit, I don't know if they've changed some things or how that's going to go about. Because now we have Miss Marvel coming out. We have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We have the Loki show. When is the Eternals coming out? When is Doctor Strange coming out? I'm so confused. (laughs) There's a lot. (laughs) But the thing that makes this show so exciting, not only because it's Marvel characters and I'm a huge comic book fan, but it's super different from anything that we've seen, just even from the trailers Mm -hmm. and Since this is their first TV show for the MCU, it's going to be exciting how this supposedly is supposed to connect to Captain Marvel 2 and the Miss Marvel show. So everything's being connected. Yeah. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure it'll make sense at some point. But right now, we're pretty much left hanging. I wanted to talk a little bit about, like, why we're doing this episode. So whenever Noah and I go into a new franchise for a season of A Bite Of, we tend to do a lot of research. And so we had seen an interview with Elizabeth Olsen, who, of course, plays Wanda Maximoff slash Scarlet Witch. And she had said before we started filming WandaVision, uh, she was handed a stack of comics and being like, this is what you should be reading before going into all of this. To get into character. Right, and to see where the character has lived. And so we wanted to take a look at the characters, sort of their history, where they existed in the comics, where they exist in the MCU right now, because some of it matches up, some of it doesn't. And we really think that they're going to be pulling from everything and also creating some of their own stuff. So we kind of wanted to bring you onto the same page as us before we actually took an official bite of WandaVision. Yeah, and there's nothing... I know, especially with The Mandalorian. So a good example is I I, I would say my Star Wars knowledge is more broad mm. than Derek's. And when we were watching The Mandalorian, there was things I was absolutely freaking out about. And Derek was like, it's just a weird fish looking dude. Why are you freaking out? So <laughs> we wanted to kind of do a preliminary episode to make sure that you can kind of get a grasp of like who these characters are and then not only just be like, oh, this is the history, but like, it's always fun to just remember MCU past. Yeah. <laughs> it's and been you, a while. <laughs> and just speaking to what Noah had said, like, I'll admit in The Mandalorian every once in a while, I felt a little lost or even left out. Like, I feel like I should be getting this and knowing what's going on, but I don't. So ultimately, I'm hoping by doing this research, I'll be a little more comfortable in this universe. But I'm thinking that you're going to be way more comfortable than I am. Just a little. I mean, (laughs) I am. I say to you with boxes of comics behind you. (laughs) I literally have an entire bookshelf dedicated to my comics and I have long boxes and everything. So I love comic books and I've always read them. My dad, the first comic I ever got was Fantastic Four, number 400. And I loved it because it was like a holographic cover, but I Mm -hmm. still have it to this day. It's framed. It's framed. (laughs) But I got that when I was so young. My dad was in the military and he was always deploying and everything, but he would go to the PX or BX, depending on where we were. And from those like turnstile like things, he would always pull some and like bring them home to me, even mm-hmm. though I had no idea what was going on in the comics. I just loved that, you know, it was like a tradition that he would always yeah. do. But yeah, I, I've always loved it. I've read comics ever since. I think it's been the constant in my life is always just reading comics. Have I loved every single one? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I love them so much. So that's why a year without Marvel, 2000. 20 was just no Marvel content whatsoever. So I am 
like really in need for something. <laughs> That's like a really sad like biography byline or something like that, like subline, like a year without Marvel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's interesting because my dad sort of has a hand in my history with Marvel as well. There was a point in time where he was a big collector of comics. Mm. And every Wednesday night, we would go to our local comic book shop and we would hang out. My brother would go and play like Street Fighter on the ar- in the arcade. My dad would chat with the guys and I would usually be perusing all the comics and things like that. Um, And so my father is instilled like collecting things in us. And one thing my brother and I loved were the Marvel trading cards. We still have a bunch of our Marvel trading cards, which is really cool. We have loads of these cards. And it's from, we have some from 1990, 91, and 92. Mm -hmm. And so that's where my research started with this, just to look through those cards again and see what characters I had trading cards of that relate to WandaVision. So I wanted to go through a couple of those cards with you guys right now. So the first one I want to talk about is a team picture card from the 1990 collection. It is the Brotherhood of evil mutant. And so this is really interesting for the Scarlet Witch's backstory because she was a part of this team and the team is made up of Magneto, Scarlet Witch, and her brother, Quicksilver. Petro. Yes. And so they're led by Magneto. The Brotherhood of Evil Mutants is dedicated to overthrowing the governments of mankind and installing itself in fellow mutants who shared skulls as the new rulers of Earth. Yeah, I just, I don't want to play devil's advocate here, but I like what he wants to do, but it's one of those things where it's like, he has a good reason to do it, but he's just murdering people in the process. It's a little extreme, guys. Maybe we can talk about it. So it's interesting that she was actually part of an evil team in the beginning. And in this card, she has short hair, which you rarely see. Hate it. For Scarlet Witch. Um, Quicksilver's looking a little weathered. And Magneto is looking pretty jacked, actually. (laughs) He's always jacked and regal as hell. Heck, yeah. We're going to be posting these cards Mm -hmm. also so that way you guys can see them. We're going to be kind of going through some of these throughout the season, just ones that we find funny. But just keep in mind, they were written in the 90s, so (laughs) So, (laughs) it's a little ridiculous. Some of them are really ridiculous. Some of them you're just like, really? I don't know about it. So let's move on to our second card here. From the 1991 collection, we actually have the Vision card. Mm -hmm. So on this card, Vision is pure silver. He's completely silver and some guy shooting him, but the bullet's going right through him. Real name, Victor Shade. Yeah, no. What? It's fine. (laughs) Excuse me? And I'll just read the first couple of sentences here. An android programmed with the brain patterns of a murdered man. The vision was originally created by the evil robot called Ultron as part of a plan to destroy the superhero team known as the Avengers. So that's pretty true. Yeah, I mean, that's that's been his origin forever. Granted, the brain patterns thing of a murdered man doesn't happen in the MCU. Nope. But... That's really his his origin in the comics. Mm-hmm. And the last card I want to talk about. So I'm really sort of devastated that in all of these collections, I don't have a Scarlet Witch card of her by herself. Um, so I only have her with the team picture from the 90s. And in 1992, card number 85 is a team-ups card. And it is, of course, the team of Vision and Scarlet Witch. And so this says, having a relationship on the job has never been a problem for these two veteran heroes. <laughs> battling evil as teammates in the superhero group the avengers the android vision and the mutant scarlet witch found themselves falling in love the two avengers later married and spent many happy years together recently however after the vision lost his humanity they separated only time will tell if these two will ever find true love again i mean that's always been their through line in the comics is that They get married. They have kids. They're not married. They don't like each other. They're somebody's going crazy. Somebody's insane. But I think that's what you get, Scarlet Witch, for being with like a synth stoid. (laughs) He's like a robot human thing that's was developed by a murderous robot and also a dead man's brainwaves. Their storyline is like, love knows no bounds, but actually it does. <laughs> There's heavy constraints on their love. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so those are, that's a brief history of them in trading card form. And I will cherish these cards forever. And I love the art. And I think they just give us a little glimpse into who these characters were and are and it, it might be. 
it's a very weird glimpse with the characters because it's very like summarized in a weird way. It's yeah. like they love each other, but do they? It's like, okay. I want so this weird. job, by the way. I want to write brief paragraphs about superheroes on the back of trading cards. I think they still make them. <gasps> so I, I was, Why are we not collecting these? I was collecting them, I would say, like 10 years ago. So they still make them, I'm pretty sure. Sweet. But well, I don't know if they're, like, actually funny anymore. I think they're too serious. That might be true. Yeah. <laughs> and also, don't get me started on collecting something else. <laughs> <laughs> so our next step in our research, we went to some comics. We decided to look at three different comics. So we looked at Avengers, Vision, and Scarlet Witch, A Year in the Life from 1985. We looked at House of M from 2005. And then The Visions from 2018. Yeah, these ones we really felt like gave a good snapshot. And the reason why we wanted to talk about them on here was it gives you a good backstory about pivotal moments in these characters' histories in the comics because they've been in the comics forever, Mm -hmm. for a very long time, and they've gone up and down. They've been side characters, big pivotal characters. So we felt like these really were good ones to talk about. And my personal favorite, not favorite, is... The Avengers, Scarlet Witch, and Vision, A Year in the Life. (laughs) Uh Because in the 80s, comics had so much exposition Mm -hmm. that the panels were just filled with words. And that might sound weird coming from somebody that loves to read or, you know, well, you're reading a comic. Too many words. Right. But it's like they describe what they're doing and everything they're doing. And like this apartment, they're here and it smells. It's like, I don't need to know all that. Visually show me. But just get to the point. <laughs> totally. And I think that, like, what's crazy about it is, like, the like the, it almost feels retro, the art, right? And right. so, like, you're seeing them in these, like, what I would call maybe their original forms of how they were really presented. But it's sort of cheesy. And there's so many callbacks to other things. Like, there's asterisks everywhere on the pages. Like, we mentioned this in this comic. We mentioned this in this comic. We, and, and it's like... Are you trying to sell me comics? Or are you trying to give me the backstory before I can find the information? Like, what's happening? Yeah, they did do that a lot back then. And... Where this comic takes place, so to give you a general overview of it, this comic takes place after a big thing with Ultron and Vision trying to take over all the computers in the world. And it starts off with this like military guy contracted by the Avengers to make sure Vision is not going to go crazy again. So if you remember from the MCU movie, Age of Ultron, Vision was created via Ultron. Mm -hmm. So his history has always been influenced by how he was created. Right. Originally for evil purposes. So everybody kind of doesn't trust him. And that's the same way in the comics. And there's a really funny scene. So there, these people are talking about vision in this room and you see Scarlet Witch in the waiting room and she's just not having it. She's (laughs) like, where's my husband? Yeah. (laughs) She's like impatiently tapping her nails on a desk. (laughs) She's had it. And so in order to get him, because she's just done waiting, she decides to blast through every doorway. And what's cool about this opening scene is that we kind of see them both using their powers. Mm -hmm. It's like, here's the introduction to them. This is what they could do. They're both really powerful. And then once they get together, they have an embrace while going up some sort of elevator or something. And really what it is is that they want to lead a normal life and get a home in the beautiful state of New Jersey. Yeah, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't know about that. But anyway. (laughs) It's just such an odd choice of state. So a big part of this comic is exactly what Derek just said. They're trying to get their own home. They recently had a home and they were kicked out of it because of prejudiced people writing and graffitiing their house and kicking them out. So they go back to that same neighborhood and we're like, you know what? We're going to live here. Fuck everybody else. But prior to that, they actually quit the Avengers because – the people in the Avengers, this government agency that was contracted by them was trying to question them. And you're like, you know what? If you're not going to be okay with like who we are and our love and everything like that, we quit the Avengers. Yeah. So it's a big thing in the comics to happen. And and I mean, I think that's always sort of been a really great thing about Marvel. And, you know, you see it in the X-Men. You see it here with Vision and Scarlet Witch is that there's always this talk of tolerance. Right. You know, I mean, and just talking about like how – like sort of mundane these this comic from the 80s can get we actually see them looking at properties as some of the scenes in the book and their realtor says to them like you know people aren't so uh tolerant anymore in these parts and they're like we don't care our love means more than this yeah it was really funny the house that they show them is just this gigantic like magenta mansion (laughs) (laughs) and the second they get there then like the whole plot for everything happens because grim reaper is there 
Baxter and Grim Reaper. Yeah. Grim Reaper is the brother of Wonder Man. Wonder Man is the person that they use the brainwaves from mm-hmm. to create Vision. Yes. And there's actually a panel when they're creating Vision where Ultron is holding a remote control that says Wonder Man's brainwaves. And it just has like six red buttons on it. <laughs> I was like, why do you just have a cassette tape of this dude's brainwaves? Exactly. <laughs> and in our research, we looked to uh, the Marvel Encyclopedia, the newest edition, and they actually have the panel uh, where Ultron is forcing Pym to create vision and he says still i do desire that his new face be scarlet yeah so that he was very adamant about what vision should look like there's a lot of uh connections between vision and scarlet which i I really feel like from the beginning they always plan them to be together or at least connected in some way Mm -hmm. So it was interesting to see that. The Vision and Scarlet Witch Year in the Life is, it's, it's good to read. Like if you're a comic book reader and you want to learn more about them, I would read it mm-hmm. just to get a better understanding of how they originally were formed as a couple and all their adventures. But I don't think that it's really going to be pulling too much from there, only in that you got to see them try to have a normal life. Yeah. And again, I think the nostalgia of seeing the art in it and seeing some of the characters that maybe you don't see now, like... um you know, Hawkeye's in it, who you see all the time, but then he's with Tigress um, and all these other great heroes. Iron Man has a different suit in this. There are some really wacky villains. There's Necra and Black Talon who do voodoo and make zombies come alive. Like, it's all over the place. And they really try to mix their, like, we're going to have a baby, but wait, there's vampires. Like, it's it's wild. Yeah, it is a very odd comic. They also call him Vige in it. Hey, Vige. They still do. <laughs> she did Scarlet Witch still calls him. Hey, Viz. Hey, Viz. It's really cute. I, I like it. it. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. So one of the next, I would say, pivotal ones that I, I'm sure if you looked up stuff about WandaVision, everybody is saying House of M. Mm-hmm. House of M. Read House of M. I, <laughs> this comic was okay, but I don't think that they're going to pull exactly what happened from it. So the... Base overline of it. So Brian Michael Bendis wrote this big, gigantic, universe-changing comic. Wanda and Vision have two kids. She she created twins because they can't actually have kids. Synthesoid. Because he's a robot and she's not. So she uses her chaos magic or whatever magic she has at the time to create twins, Billy and Tommy. And when her spell is broken, the boys were wiped out of existence. They do actually do come back later in the comics and Wiccan is one of my favorite characters. Wiccan and Hulkling. Yeah, so, yeah, Wiccan is LGBTQ, and he's a great sorcerer, and he's in a relationship with Hulkling, and it's great. Love it. So the loss of her two twin boys really just caused her to have a huge mental state breakdown, and in that, she ends up creating her own reality in the House of M storyline, where everyone's desires comes true and made mutants the dominant life form on Earth. Sounds fantastic, right? No, because she made her own reality and it's not real. (laughs) Yeah. And when this uh, story first opens up, it's really interesting because I've only seen the X-Men exist as their own thing and the Avengers exist as their own thing, but this brings everybody together. And so you have Wolverine sitting at the same table as Spider-Man and, you know, everyone. And She-Hulk is there. It's it's wild. And they have a giant meeting. They're like, so... um, are we going to kill Wanda? (laughs) And everyone's like, yeah, we're going to do it. And then Pietro, AKA Quicksilver gets word of this. And he goes to his sister and he's like, girl, shit's going down. (laughs) And she's like, you know, in some mansion. And then she goes and creates this other world. And then Wolverine's the first one to notice that like, this isn't reality. Yeah. So in the comic, after she creates her own reality, because her other boys, the spell was, her, her twin boys just disappeared from existence. It made her go crazy. I, I hate to use that word, but that's really what happened. Mm-hmm. And her powers are so powerful. And she created this whole reality where what you start reading is the reality she created. Mm-hmm. But then you have these characters. And Wolverine, I believe he starts realizing that because he can heal. Right. And it was like the spell wasn't able to like take hold. So yeah. the whole story is them trying to figure out what's real, what's not real. How do we stop this? And... By the end of it, because Wanda is so fixated and believes that the reality that she created is real, when she finds out it's not real, then she even she her mental state breaks down even more. And then you get the famous panel of no, no more, more mutants. mutants. And 
90% of the mutants, like all their powers, they're all depowered, which also resulted in a lot of deaths because just imagine people saving people at that moment right. and their powers stop working. They're flying and then they, they <laughs> fall out of the sky. Yeah. But she had that ability to do that. So this is where it really shows Wanda's abilities, but it's gone up and down in comics as they normally do. And I think that it also shows something that we see with Wanda is that when there's something that she cares about or someone that she loves and there's loss there Mm -hmm. is when her powers can get huge and almost sometimes she could lose control of them. Right. Or go too far because her emotions really drive the force behind them. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, throughout this, even from the beginning when she's creating her own reality to the end when she takes uh, mutants' powers away, she is just in another state. I mean, literally, because she created her own reality. (laughs) That's true. And they're also on some island or something like that, right? Yeah, Genosha. Genosha. That's, if you've watched the old X-Men TV show, the animated one, they talk about Genosha quite a bit. So it's it still exists in the comics. Is that where uh, Xavier can walk again? Is that Genosha? I mean, some stories have done that, but mm. I mean, he can walk now. So oh, it just <laughs> okay. Sorry, <laughs> so, there's so much that goes on in comics. It's like it's this way, it's that way, it's not this way. So the reason why we read that, and we hope you do read it if you want to, if you you know want to read some comics leading up to WandaVision. Is because this is where it really shows her reality manipulating abilities. Mm-hmm. And that's what WandaVision seems like she's doing. Obviously, she has to be manipulating reality in some way. And this is cool because it's a power we haven't seen her do in the MCU really yet. And it's it's a big mystery. Like, what is she doing? How is she doing it? What's the end game here? No pun intended. <laughs> so that's why we picked that one. And that's why we're telling you about it. Mm-hmm. So the final one that we decided to read leading up to it is... The Visions by Tom King. And this came out in 2018. It won an Eisner for it. If you read it, you would understand why it read an Eisner. So good. It's very good. So The Visions, it it has Scarlet Witch in it, but it's really focused on Vision himself. And Mm -hmm. he creates this family. He creates Virginia, Viv, and Vin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they try to have a normal life. The comic is all about how they try to fit into society and what being normal actually means. Yeah. And it all goes downhill from there. It's one of those things where it's like the perfect family and then a mistake happens and another mistake has to happen. It just keeps snowballing from there. Yeah. It feels sort of like the Santa Clarita diet or like desperate housewives. Like we're a normal suburban family, but uh uh-oh, someone's dead in the yard. Mm -hmm. And then everything goes bonkers. Yeah. This one is a really good one to read. If you really want to get a snapshot of... Who Scarlet Witch and who Vision is, Mm -hmm. but more about Vision's origin because Grim Reaper's in it, Wonder Man is brought up, Scarlet Witch is in it as well. She plays a big part. So it's it's a really cool, interesting story about these two that I feel like the reason why we picked this one for that one is because it shows them trying to have a normal life and it seems like that's what Wanda just wants for them. Mm -hmm. So And I also think that it has some elements that we've seen in some of the trailers where there's nosy neighbors and Mm -hmm. people that are kind of getting mixed up in this thing that they shouldn't and how Vision is handling it. And I just like couldn't get over how good this was. That's the magic of comics is seeing a superhero but also have it have heart and have emotion. And the art in it is gorgeous and clean and the panels are so striking and some of those page turns are killer. Mm -hmm. Literally. Literally. (laughs) Blood shed. There's a dog later on. (laughs) (laughs) They do make a little green dog. It's so cute. Yeah, I I highly recommend reading it. Even if you're not that much of a comic book reader, Derek isn't. And he really enjoyed that. So that made me very happy. (laughs) Yeah, it was really, really good. Thank you. Thank you for making me read that. (laughs) All right. So I think that's enough comics for now. We're going to be talking about a lot of like comic book things this season. And I think a lot of people are more excited about the MCU aspect of it. So we are going to the movies, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the first time that we see Scarlet Witch is actually in a mid-credit scene of Winter Soldier. So we see her in a cell. Next to her is her brother in another cell, Quicksilver. She's doing some hex chaos magic, whatever they're calling it these days, <laughs> with some blocks. And he's running around? Yeah, some way or form. <laughs> I was so excited when I saw this because I'm a huge Speedster fan in comics. So I was happy to see Quicksilver, RIP though. But it was. I think it was a cool, you know, tease for what's to come because the next movie was Avengers Age of Ultron. So 
that was super cool that they did that little like, hey, by the way, here it comes. Mm. Yeah. And they say there is nothing more horrifying than a miracle. And these two are like these ultimate miracles that they've created. In the MCU, they used the Infinity Stones to give them powers. So Mm -hmm. these Hydra people that were technically part of S.H.I.E.L.D., but, you know, find out that there's bad parts of S.H.I.E.L.D. that were run by Hydra this whole time. Mm -hmm. They decide to use these, what they didn't know at the time was Infinity Stones, the ones that Thanos gets at the very end. Mm -hmm. So they use it to give them powers, make them enhanced. Say I see enhanced. (laughs) Say I evil. (laughs) (laughs) We are Hydra. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's super interesting because we know mutants in the comics, but in the MCU, Marvel didn't have the rights to mutants, so they're technically not mutants, and their big daddy is not Magneto. Yeah. In the movies. Who's Magneto? (laughs) Right, and they just call him Enhanced. So I think it'd be super interesting. That's why when a lot of people were like, oh, Wanda can bring in the mutants, if she does the House of M thing, she could maybe? Yeah. But I don't think at this point they would. Yeah, and, you know, he's... Pietro and she's Wanda. They are not Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Right. They don't have their code names really yet. No. And also there was another Quicksilver in the X-Men franchise. It's all over the place. Mm -hmm. But that's all we see of them in Winter Soldier. So the next movie in the franchise that continues uh, her story and then actually gets into introducing us to Vision is Avengers Age of Ultron. One of my favorite Avengers movies. I would say. I think it's really cool. It has a lot of new characters in it. Really cool action scenes. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was interesting. So in this one, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver start out as villains, Mm -hmm. just like they did in the comics. Yep. They're not following their dad this time, but they're following Ultron. Yeah. Because you find out that Sokovia, the place that they're from, you know, their apartment building got destroyed from a Stark missile Mm -hmm. because Stark was a weapons dealer before he became Iron Man. Big whole thing. One of the missiles did not go off, and we look over and it say Stark. <laughs> they also have accents in this one. They, yeah, I, after watching these movies, it's funny. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, she does have an accent kind of sort the whole of. time, but it's not as thick no. as when she first started They were really it. talking like this. We are from Sarkovia, right. from Eastern Europe. <laughs> I am the Wanda Maximov. <laughs> missiles, and I do your mind and stuff. <laughs> so in, in this one, Vision is also created via Ultron using Vibranium and using the Mind Stone. So that's how Vision comes about. So we get Scarlet Witch and Vision introduced really in the the same movie. Yeah, and he is also Tony Stark's, like, virtual assistant. Jarvis. Jarvis. Who has been here from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And was always voiced by Paul Bettany, which was really sweet. Mm -hmm. And then he came into becoming Vision. And we actually watched a little, like, featurette thing that was on one of the Blu-rays of him getting into his Vision makeup. And really, like, the only makeup part of it is, I would say, the red on his face and the red on his hands. And then he gets a hood glued onto him. That takes about an hour and a half. And then he wears the Vision muscle suit, which actually has a cooling suit inside of it that they have to pump cold water into so he doesn't overheat yeah that is pretty cool it's wild yeah (laughs) by the end of that we see quicksilver dead sadly her brother so she lost her brother she's lost her home because at this point sokovia gets destroyed and but she does find a little like a kindred spirit in vision so Mm -hmm. you see them kind of be connected with each other Not only because they're both powered by (laughs) Infinity Stones, but it seems like they both have a lot of the same type of feelings or how they feel about the world or how the world sees them. Yeah, and I think what's really kind of interesting, right, is in looking at this, what sort of makes Tony Stark create Ultron, which creates Vision, is the vision that Wanda puts into Tony Stark's mind. And the vision that Thor has in that weird pool after taking peyote and with some space witches <laughs> and lightning and lightning he has a vision yes of what's to come and sees him yeah so when he pretty much helps create vision he's like i had a vision it's like and and she drop. also pretty much spurred into momentum the thing that made her husband yeah in a sense yeah wild yeah growth And and also in this at the end of it we see another moment well the first moment in the mcu where when Pietro dies, mm-hmm. she loses control, blasts her, what What are we calling it? Hex magic, chaos magic, scarlet wobbles, um, you know, red light. <laughs> I, have, um, I don't know what they call it in the MCU. I think it's just like energy. But she can, we saw moments of her controlling minds, seeing the future, mm-hmm. doing energy manipulation, doing energy blasts. So it's really, she's. it seems like she's connected to all of the Infinity Stones at this point. Just like in the comics, she's a little overpowered, but... You have to have a powerhouse. Yeah. 
on a big team. And I in, in my research, I think it was in the um, Marvel Encyclopedia, it actually says that the hand movements are part of her powers. She has to do those hand movements in order to release her energy. So that decision that was made by whomever is actually really back to the source material. Yeah, that's where her whole like magical stuff comes from. So it's fingers, pretty cool. Fingers, fingers. I wonder if it's going to, since it's going to be connected to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I wonder if it's going to really go into her like magic abilities or if it even is magic. Can I also say this? In the comic from the 80s, Doctor Strange is her OGBYN. Yes. He's like, you're pregnant, baby. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yay. It's so <laughs> bizarre. He's like, I haven't put on rubber gloves in some time. It's nice to be a real doctor again. It also makes no sense because Doctor Strange is a neurosurgeon. So I don't know what <laughs> exactly. business he has doing that. <laughs> and then she high-fived him and she left to go tell Vision. It's so bizarre. Oh, I love it so much. So the next movie that we see is... Civil War. Mm. And in Mm. Civil War, Wanda sides with Captain America, rejecting the Sokovia Accords. But Vision found his feelings for Wanda growing even stronger, but is on Iron Man's side. So there's a bit of... But at this point, though, they're not really in a relationship. Mm. You can see that they're growing closer together, but they're not, like, dating or... You know, it's it's hard to tell. Yeah, and and I mean, it's like sort of a Beauty and the Beast situation, right? Like, so but reversed because she's the Beast. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no, Wanda. <laughs> so it's so the movie opens up with her. You know, she gets blamed for killing these civilians while trying to save other civilians, and she has this guilt over it. And so what Tony Stark does, he's like. I got this gorgeous apartment. Why don't you go hang out in there? And Vision's going to be in there with you. And really, Vision is kind of like her babysitter. And he's not supposed to, like, let her leave. So they do things together. They watch the news. They get visitors. They cook together. uh, And that's where sort of their little relationship or whatever it is starts to blossom. I mean, I feel like if Tony didn't put them in quarantine together, then they might not have. Well, they probably would have. But I think it drew them closer together. But... That's when you start seeing that Vision was really in on it with Tony mm-hmm. and Scarlet Witch was like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. I'm not okay with that. And then Hawkeye comes to try to save her and then they have to like duke it out a little bit. Yeah, she was like, she doesn't send him to one floor below. Not even two. She sends Three? him to the mantle she, of the earth. Yeah, she puts him in hell. Apparently. <laughs> she throws him real far down, yeah. real far down. But it's kind of bitching to see her be so cool and so powerful. Yeah, this is where we really get to see more of her powers blossom and everything like that. And then mm-hmm. by the end of it, both Vision and her are like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry too. Yeah. We shouldn't have done this in the first place. And then the next movie we see is at some point in between Civil War and Avengers Infinity War, mm. they became a couple. Me and you, baby. <laughs> Let's take a trip. Let's go to Europe. I'm sick of this. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of Civil War, everybody on Cap's team got put into prison, essentially. But, in the raft. Right. And Captain America broke them all out. So they're all technically in hiding. Hmm. But it's it's kind of nice to see Vision like going off with Wanda to like spend time with her, even because she has to be in hiding. And that's where we catch up with them. They're obviously a couple. He can change his shape into a human. It's Paul Bettany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you see that he's really having trouble with the Mind Stone that's in his head. Mm. He's like, you know, I I feel it talking to me. I don't. If I can understand it, I'll be able to control it and all of the stuff. Because you have to remember, it's Jarvis. And. Also powered with the Infinity Stone, uh-huh. but also Ultron's in uh, there. Split personality. He's multi-layered. There's <laughs> a lot going on. And then she touches his head and she's like, I only feel you. And he's like, I love you so much. He doesn't say that, but no, you can see it in their eyes. <laughs> but like any good holiday in the Marvel Universe, it has to come to an end because then some baddies come and try and take the stone from his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's an incredible fight scene here. And... Again, like what's so cool, like I really watch a lot of the heroes that don't have helmets or any fancy costumes because Wanda gets thrown around a lot, but she's so strong. Like she's crashing through glass. She's, you know, face to asphalt. She's getting thrown into walls and she's getting back up and still throwing people all over the place. She she is pretty smart, though. Every time she gets thrown, you can see her like using her powers to like cushion her blow. Yeah. So I I love those little tiny details. When they go through the glass ceiling of the train station, she kind of uses vision <laughs> as a shield. Well, he phases. He grabs onto her and oh. then they phase and they phase through it. Oh. Super smart. I loved it. Yeah. They're a good team. <laughs> they are a really good team. So 
Infinity War, tragically, the one of the big parts of this whole saga was Thanos was the wizard behind the curtain the whole time. He's trying to get these Infinity Stones. He's an eco-terrorist. He wants to wipe out half of the population. I don't know why he couldn't just, like, make more resources. You have the Infinity Gauntlet. You can literally do anything. And he loves jewelry. He loves jewelry. Mm-hmm. And, of course, one of the things he needs is on Vision's forehead. No. So one of the big parts of Infinity War is trying to figure out one, do you have to destroy it? Two, can you separate it from him? What do we do? So Vision wants Wanda to destroy it. Yeah. But then they found out a way like, oh, bring him to Wakanda. Sure, he can somehow take it off. They don't do it in time. Yeah. Thanos gets it. He's going to try to get the stone. Wanda ends up having to destroy the stone, killing her love. Yeah. But Thanos is like, girl, I can just reverse time. Reverses time and then grabs a chunk of his forehead out. Of his out. head. Oh my God. And you see the machinery breaking. It so is devastating. Wanda had to see her you know, love of her life die twice. Yeah, she One, had to kill him once. Right, exactly. So he died twice and he's dead currently. So that brings us to WandaVision. And then, <laughs> and then, snappity snap snap, right. she gets turned into soot or whatever. Both gone. Yep. Terrible. Yep. And then we see Endgame and she's back. Yeah, she gets brought back with the first snap and then when Tony does the snap yeah. and uh, destroys and then Thanos. She's pretty sweet in the battle against Thanos. Yeah, that really cemented like, okay, she is like her and Captain Marvel. If they ever team up to, and they don't want you there, you probably won't be there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Infused with the power of the stones. Mm-hmm. So that is it for the MCU. And now... It's WandaVision time, people. Right. So pretty much where we left off with these characters is Vision is dead. So how is he back? Uh-huh. Wanda came back. But at the end of Endgame, you can see her. She says something. She's like, I can feel him. She still has a connection with Vision. So I don't know if that's just her thinking she does or since she has connection to the stone. Does she have connection to the soul stone where all the dead people go? Mm-hmm. Who knows? But she can feel something. And now she's ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Whether he's dead or alive or whatever, life in the suburbs awaits the one and only Vision and Scarlet Witch. So I think that what would be really helpful is looking at the cast and the characters that we're seeing in the trailer for WandaVision, because some of them have ties to other parts of the MCU. So of course we have Wanda Maximoff being played by Elizabeth Olsen. We have Vision being played by Paul Bettany. Now, one of the other characters is played by Katherine Hahn. Hell yes. So I feel like Katherine Hahn is going to be very much like my Amy Sedaris, where my love of this incredibly funny actor might overpower everything else. I hope she is a good character. Well, that's what's interesting, right? <laughs> so um, some sleuth out there put the closed captioning on during the trailer and saw that her character's name is Agnes. Mm-hmm. But people are thinking she might be playing a character named Agatha Harkness, who I have seen and you have seen if you uh, read The Visions, mm-hmm. right? So she is like Wanda's witch trainer? Yeah, she's like her mentor. She's the one that helped her refine her magical abilities. But she's also the one that kind of messed up everything in House of M mm-hmm. because she was giving slipping like forgetful and like taking away her memories and her tea and then Wanda finds out and it's not good. No. But yeah, Agatha Harkness, she's this like old British looking lady and she has this familiar Ebony, which is a cat. Mm -hmm. Haven't seen it in the trailer yet. But I would think if if these people from the trailer you can see, they don't know who they are or like, I think whatever Wanda's doing is trying to like rewrite their circuiting to make them play the part. She might be called Agnes because that's what she calls her. But yeah. Because she doesn't know her real name. Right. So it very well much could be that. And it seems like she knows a little more than she's letting on. And there's this scene in the trailer where she's sitting in a car and Vision touches her head and she goes, am I dead? And he goes, why would you ask that? She goes, because you are. Yeah. So she knows more than, or why does she think she's dead? Interesting. Well, and also in, in the Vision, right, she is dead. She's a ghost. Mm-hmm. And so that's another interesting tie. Like maybe they are really dead. What is happening? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how far Wanda's powers go. Mm. So another character is played by Randall Park. His name is Jimmy Woo, and he's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who we saw in Ant-Man. Yes. And that's that, right? I mean, we don't really know. He, yeah, he mainly played like a um, 
a goofy detective mm-hmm. type thing. He was there for quips and everything, but I think it's interesting to see him back, and I like that yeah. they pulled him in there. The next one I'm super excited about, though, is Darcy Lewis, played by Kat Dennings. Oh. Last time we saw her was Thor in the Dark World. We, she, there was no mention of her in Ragnarok, so... It's good to see her back and still doing something. She was just living her scientist life on Earth. Mm -hmm. But now something else is happening and she might be a part of it because we get a quick glimpse of her in the trailer. Right. The last person we want to talk about is Monica Rambeau, played by Tiana Paris. Yes. So tell me a little bit about (laughs) Monica Rambeau. Because I do want to admit, I have not seen Captain Marvel. Yeah, we'll we'll remedy that before. Yeah, we surely will. So that's why when I was talking about the show that I was like, it's probably going to tie to Captain Marvel 2 or at least Miss Marvel because Monica Rambeau has been Miss Marvel. And she's been Spectrum in the comics. She's been Photon. She has a lot of monikers that she's used, but she's been in the comics for a very long time. And I'm super excited to see this character in there. And we first got introduced to her in Captain Marvel, the movie, and she was the little girl that was with Brie Larson as Carol mm-hmm. Danvers, and she's the one that picked out her suit colors. Super cool. Uh, but that was the first instance everybody, as soon as you saw the name Rambeau, we were like, wait, who? And then it, there was Monica. We we're like, oh my God, that's Monica Rambeau. That's <laughs> that's the, like the first Miss Marvel. So it's super cool to see. Yeah. So I'm excited to see if she does get her powers in here because it seems like from the trailer, she gets thrown out of whatever reality she's in. Right. I'm sure she's working with Jimmy Woo and Kat Dennings, whatever like shield or sword organization that is, but she probably doesn't remember when she went in there because whatever yeah. Wanda's doing. So you have to wonder if there's some sort of, like if there's reality and then there's some sort of anomaly that they're seeing and maybe this anomaly is the reality that Scarlet Witch has created. Or is it reversed? <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Yeah, so I'm, I'm super excited to see. There's so many mysteries with this, but also... A lot of exciting things. We see that she is pregnant and has twins, but you don't see them later on. So did they grow up? Mm-hmm. Were they really there? Who is Agnes? How does Jimmy Woo and Darcy and Monica play into this? I'm so excited. I have to say I'm really, really, really excited about the sort of sitcom element mm-hmm. to WandaVision. So what it looks like they're doing is that it's going to be sort of decades of sitcoms that they're living in, right? So Dick Van Dyke Show and Bewitched and Family Ties and The Brady Bunch. And so, I mean, the styling looks amazing. The sets look incredible. I mean, even when they did the first one in the 50s, they said that everybody working on the set was dressed in 50s clothing. They did it in front of a live studio audience. So it's going to have this really incredible balance of like cheeky humor, but serious storyline about what's going on with them. I am pretty darn jazzed about this. We're excited. Yeah. And I hope that we gave you a good base of these characters so that when you're watching this, you will know what's going on. Uh, Probably not, but... (laughs) We gave you, yeah, we gave you like a small little snippet of things that happen outside of it or what's bringing us to this point. Because we have seen some people who are like, do I need to watch this? Do I need to read this? And it's like, yes and no. I mean, it's always good to know what you're getting into, especially with something that's so connected to so many different things. But I would say just watch the movies. This is an MCU thing. And if there are characters that haven't been introduced before, you will be introduced to them. It's just always kind of fun to know where they came from and or if they are a pivotal character or not. So that was the point of this episode. This is like one of the first episodes we've done like this. So Mm -hmm. we hope it was helpful. But I have to say, what is an episode of A Bite Of without a special segment? That's right, people. We have a brand new special segment for season four of A Bite Of, and it is called Mystery Marvels. So, as you heard at the top of this episode, I am sort of in love with the trading cards that I still have from my childhood. So, we thought it would be fun to sort of pick some characters that maybe have some funny paragraphs on the back or funny ability or aren't really well known. Our first mystery marvel is the one and only most super name I've ever heard in my life, Megan. Well, it's not a mystery anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the 1991 card of Megan. And so her... She's much cooler than you're making her (laughs) Well, let's take a look at her power ratings. She has a strength power rating of one. She has a speed power rating of two. Hey, she's faster than she is strong. (laughs) Agility, two. Her 
biggest rating with a whopping three is her stamina. Oh my God. With durability and intelligence falling at number two as well. So she can run for a long time. (laughs) And so this is out of a very precise scale of seven. Oh my God. (laughs) Not even out of 10. It's just out of seven. So um, her gypsy parents thought their newborn daughter was a demon when she was born, (laughs) since the infant Megan was covered with animal-like fur. As she grew, she came to regard herself as a freak, forever apart from the rest of the human race. In time, however, Megan discovered that she was a mutant possessing the superhuman power of metamorphosis, the ability to change her shape and appearance. Since then, she has taken on the lovely form she now bears, except when using her powers to fight evil alongside her friends in the team of heroes known as Excalibur. And did you know... Megan's life force and powers are dependent upon the mystic forces of the British Isles. (laughs) So here she is on this card. She is modeling, in Tyra Banks' words, H2T, head to toe. She is giving us green onesie, blonde hair. It's Megan. I know. I'm kind of confused now by the ratings that they did on the back. If she can metamorphosize herself into other things you would think that her strength and speed and anything else would be higher than just basic human self (laughs) yeah she likes to just be a blonde lady sitting on rocks (laughs) we're gonna post this card it is great i i love these and like i said these were written while ago so some of the words that are on there might not be politically correct at the time but yeah totally or they're not politically correct now, now but at the time they used it yeah by being stupid right so <laughs> so yeah this was what 30 years ago this was written mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yikes yeah love it. i love excalibur actually so that team is so cool it's like the x it's an x-men team but in the uk but in england yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> perfect so cool all right so the next bite or the next episode we're gonna have is the first episode of wandavision in one week. Holy smokes. So get out there, but we are going to be having bonus episodes on Patreon. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> All right. See you next time, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at A Bite Of Pod and on Facebook at A Bite Of. If you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at abiteofpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on A Bite Of. Bye.